The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Kate, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when it's fancy clothes. I love you, Benny. But if we can't live together, nice as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Hey everyone, welcome back to We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. Everyone is here today. Fuge, Daz, Keith, Jesse, Big Mike. Big Mike. Everyone is here today. Everyone is here today and we are... Rocking and rolling through season two, and my list had this is this means nothing to no one. But uh, under the lost season two episode list, we are on the last episode in the middle column, which means next week we jump into the final column of episodes for season three. And man, it is. We are almost done. We are almost done with season two, man. You guys liking season two so far? That's all right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's better than season one was at the middle part because the season one had a, like a, you know, the beginning and the end were good. That's how I feel about season three. I love season three's beginning and I love season three's end. Um, but they were treading water a lot in that season. I mean, we get a lot of good things. Don't get me wrong, but they were, by treading some water in there uh, until I think, was it just at the end of season three, when they said we are, we're just, we're just gun hoeing it for the end. They laid everything out. And uh, yeah, the, the final three seasons have last episodes and they're just kind of like, uh, this is the plan and we're heading to the finish line. Yeah. They, they trim out the fat as they will. So I think that was a good decision that TV as a whole, kind of made in like the 2000s was like less episodes better episodes well i you know i that that is the uk model although uk is a little more extreme where they'll have like four episodes a season and a movie but not like a theatrical movie but like a movie movie yeah like a bigger budget episode yeah or like a two and a half hour like uh perfect was uh life's too short which i don't know if any guys have seen it is effing brilliant if you haven't seen it it's on hbo max i'm sure but um it was ricky gervais show that he wrote with steve merchant about uh warwick davis the 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 little actor who was willow and wicket and star wars oh yeah, yeah but it's he he plays a fictionalized version of himself and it is, it might be about the funniest show on television. If you haven't watched it, it's probably about 10 years old now, but they had one season and then they made a movie. Same thing with Hello Ladies. Which, uh, speaking of Steve Merchant, that was his big show. Um, and that show, again, I think 
one, maybe two seasons at the most, and then a movie. So, yeah, they got it right. But I blame, like, HBO for the rise of these small shows. Because HBO kind of... I mean, I know other networks were there at the same time as HBO, but HBO made it cool. You know what I mean? Like, HBO was... For a while there, man, if you were on HBO, you had it made. Just like then it kind of moved on to AMC. If you were on AMC, it was it was the biggest thing in the world. Now I don't even know what Hulu is that the where you the big destination no, it's, now? It's, it's 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 just more segmented now. It you know, it's one of those things like uh, you know, why did everybody watch the fucking Munsters or the Adams family in the sixties? Because that was one of three fucking shows that was on. So that's what everybody watched. Yeah. You know, now that you've got streaming, you not everyone's watching one channel because there's 800 streaming services, each with one show that's specifically tailored for your demographic. And we're not, we're not all watching the same shit. We're not even all watching the same channels anymore. Although it's weird because honestly, I don't even watch TV shows anymore. What I mean by that I, is I, have I watched, I just binge like even newer yeah. stuff. Like, Goldbergs. I still love Goldbergs, but I don't sit down every week and watch Goldbergs. I will, I, I, I will sit there and watch like eight episodes of the Goldbergs over a weekend. Um, the only thing that I kind of watch episodically are these streaming shows that I cover for podcasts, you know, like, like the Marvel stuff and, you know, yeah. I, and all of those, like, I wish that they would just release them all at once so I could watch them. Like Peacemaker. Uh, so I, good. It, it, it depends on how, the, how their shows release. You know, some some streaming platforms release them week to week. Yeah, Netflix. I know. Some I, just do a dump where they. The, the dump is the way to go. I get that they're trying to make Netflix. it more of like. Netflix does that. They're trying to make it more of an event, right? Like, oh, come and watch our service for like these 10 weeks while this show comes out. And to me, that's just that that's showing of like a weak lineup, right? Like if you have a strong enough content library, I don't need to watch one show once a week for 10 fucking weeks in order to like maintain use of your service. Yeah. But as a podcaster, if I'm doing a show on Cobra Kai, I mean, am I going to do eight episodes and record them all in one weekend? Because by the time, if we do one a week, by the time we're on the third and fourth episode, no one's listening to the podcast anymore because I, I, it's I old news. I don't. Well, no, I, I don't. I disagree with that. I think you most people will watch it a second time um, and they'll watch the podcast or, you know, the second time because they're trying to get more out of it than just that. That's the other thing with binging. Right. I watch shows. I watch an entire series, two, three, four times now because it's so easy to do. I can just leave it on in the background. Right. Yeah and pay attention at the episode that I didn't watch last time or notice something that I missed the time before. Cause I was so worried about trying to figure out what was going on with the plot that I missed that cool thing in the background. Like I just, you get so much more out of it on the repeat viewings that I, I wouldn't watch a show with a podcast the first go through. I think it would spoil too much stuff. You'd be definitely on the second go through. I tell you, uh, it, the better thing to do futures get old. Cause like my wife and I just finished watching yeah, Felicity. Yeah, I forgot so much stuff that happened on that show. People died. People dated and broke up and left the show. And I'm like, really? That happened? Things that in my mind were such a big deal on the show kind of went by. And I'm like, oh, that was like mentioned one time and never brought yeah, up again. But I remember it being such a big part of the show. So getting old and, and binging TV shows is awesome. It's like watching it for the first time. 
You'll well, that's see. That's what I'm saying, right? So it's it's <laughs> you mean well, and you're a different person when you watch this yeah. time. So you're going to get something different out of it. Heck, even Jesse, we we're texting today, and I'm like, I can't wait to talk about this next week. And he's like, Oh, I'm in two weeks. And I'm like, What? He goes, Yeah, it's it's in two weeks. So I'm all confused. There was something that was gonna happen this episode that didn't happen. I was all excited. I've been pumping up this episode. I'm like, oh, this is this awesome thing is gonna happen. And it doesn't even happen for a couple more weeks. So, 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 uh, yeah, everyone that I was saying how great this episode was, I still think it was great, but, uh, the cool thing will happen soon. So anyway, let's, let's dive into this. Um, we are on episode 18 of season two, Dave, it dropped on April 5th, 2006, one week after the previous episode, it was directed by the great Jack Bender, his 13th. And uh, written by Eddie and Adam, Adam Kitsis and Eddie Kitsis and Adam Horwitz, their fourth and their second Hurley episode out of the four. And they, as Jesse and I were talking, they kind of become the unofficial Hurley scribes. They seem to uh, write Hurley. It seems like there's a couple of the writers that kind of kind of gravitate towards a certain character. Don't you think, Jess? Yeah, I think that they uh, they pair they pair up with Hurley from here on out, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. you'll see like uh, Elizabeth Sarnoff on Kate episodes, I think. Yeah, and Sun episodes uh, pretty often. So, yeah, so uh, that's awesome. All right, all the uh, build cast appear in this episode except two. Who was it? Uh. Like Michael, Michael, Michael of course, who knows if Michael's ever going to come back. Michael wasn't there. And uh, yeah, we didn't see Claire anywhere. Claire, before. there you go. You think Michael's going to come back, Keith? Or you think uh, they um, just wrote him off the show and they're just got to pay him just because he's under contract? Yeah, it's probably like Rose where he probably had some prior commitments and they just decided to they'll bring him back when it when when need be. You think we'll ever yeah, see Walt? We talk about. We talk about like great agents. Talk about his great agent to where he hasn't been here all season, but he gets the paycheck for the whole season. Oh yeah, my uh, man's got you know. a pay or play contract. It's awesome. Yeah, I exactly. Know. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, really, when was the last time the third episode? Maybe was that the last time we actually saw him? Something like that. No, it was later than that, but it's been. Well, he disappeared for a while and came back, right? I assume he's just in Mr. Friendly's sex dungeon. (laughs) Yeah. With or without the fake beard. Yeah. When's the last time we've seen the dog, though? That's Well, no, the beard is there. It's just in a different spot now. Oh. (laughs) Well, Vincent is mourning the death of, uh, of, uh, I've even forgot her name. Uh, That's how important she is. Shannon. Shannon. I've forgotten her name. So, all right. Well, let's talk about the guest stars. We got Evan Handler as Dave. We got the great Bruce Davidson as Dr. Brooks and Michael Emerson as the captorly, captive formerly known as Henry Gale. Of course, he tells us in this episode to call him Henry still. So I don't know. Uh, the, the guy that plays Dave reminds me of like a less gross looking Jim Norton. <laughs> I could see that. Uh, you he's, know what I'm <laughs> he's been in a bunch of stuff. Like I know he was in Sex in the City. He was yeah, a, he's also he's also a big character in Californication. Yeah, oh, I was really? gonna say that's no, where I know. Oh, that's where I know him from. Okay, he's he's in a lot of stuff. He's he. I think though, this is the first time I saw him on TV. Yeah, 
was in Lost. Hmm. He got his start. All right, so co-stars quickly, and then we'll jump into the episodes. Ron Batita as Leonard, of course, uh, back again, and Griselle Toledo as Nurse Lazenby. So uh, this covers day 62 on the island, and it is a Hurley-centric episode. So let's just jump in, man. This episode opens with Libby and Hurley, or Lugo. Is that, is that what we've decided? I thought Lu- we went with Herbo, Herbie. Herbie? We got Herbie, the love bugs, or Lugo. Whatever they are. Uh, well, they're Lurley. I like Lurley. Lurley. They're cute as a button. That's all or, I got to say. Libly, like Liberty. They, they're the Libby. best. They're the second Libby. best couple on the island after Rose and Bernard. So anyway, Hurley says he needs to lose weight as they're kind of walking on the beach exercising. And no, they she, were hold, hold on, hold on. I, the, right out of the gate, they were running. Well, on the, they were she jogging. was running. She, she okay, well, exactly. She was jogging on the beach, fucking running on a beach in the sun on a goddamn like fucking humid ass island in jeans. <laughs> not not jeans shorts, like full on fucking denim pants, jogging on the beach. Bro, like her trying to be so fucking shaped. There's no world that she's doing this. Well, I think that was her way to slow down to not make Hurley feel bad. And it's still better than swimming. It's it's still better than swimming in only jeans like Sawyer does. No, swimming in jeans makes infinitely more sense than jogging in jeans. She might only have jeans. There's not many other. Well, she probably could have rated Shannon's wardrobe. Well, you, you you run in your like underwear at that point. You don't do it in fucking denim pants. That's she, that would have been my preferred. Yeah, yeah, r- running in the panties, de- <laughs> denim fucking jeans. She is not. She's playing it cool in shoot. front of Hurley. I I don't get running in jeans on the beach as a madman's endeavor. <laughs> that's a, that's how you motivate Hurley. Like he would keep going. Like he would no. just have that right in front of him, and he would just go. There you go. Fucking so, use, use the carrot, not the stick. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, Hurley says he needs to lose weight, and she tells him not to be so hard on himself, and he tells her that. He's sick and she needs to show her something, takes him to his secret stash. And man, Libby is so understanding and sweet in this scene. I love this scene. And then Hurley starts destroying the the food. So Fuchs, I'm I'm going to give the first question to you. Was this just a beautiful scene, a beautiful thing done by those two? Or is it just a selfish waste of all of this good food on the island? This was this was fucking. I was shouting at the screen during this. <laughs> I knew oh, that's why like, I asked you. you. Stupid fuck! Like you need that to live. Like what the actual hell? So like, look, just because he's been sitting there being a fat fuck and like eating and hoarding all the goddamn food doesn't mean anybody else has. Like, bro, I'm sure little Rose would like to drink a gallon of ranch. Like, don't just fucking <laughs> dump it out. Like, come on. Like, just dude. Like, let them eat it. Like, you don't have to eat it. You can give it away. You don't have to destroy it. Like, he's a fucking, fucking monster. Hate him. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing, Future. And then they all fucking run by, like, oh, did you see that? No one notices this, like. Okay, it, looked, it looked like a lot of junk, though, didn't it? It, it, like it But there was, like, canned peaches or. Yeah, there was like cans of like like vegetables and peanut butter and shelf stable product. Like, bro, 
I, you know, you can only eat so many fucking like bananas until you need some ranch dressing and goldfish. I yeah. mean, who wouldn't want it? goldfish? No, yeah, no, like no, no, no. Uh, ran, uh, Dharma Initiative fish crackers. They were called. They were not goldfish. <laughs> fish crackers. We well, so, way fish crackers, man. You don't. You don't think uh, you could have traded a couple of bullets for a thing of fish crackers with Sawyer? Like it's fucking just waste of resources. So I. Uh, um, I love the fact that earlier on in the season, when Hurley's handing out all the food, he gives Claire that little jar of peanut butter. Yet we see the like industrial Costco sized thing of peanut butter he kept for himself. If I was Claire, I would be upset. But anyway, so then Sun and Jin run by them, exclaiming that they found something, which, of course, we know turns out to be the food that they found from the last episode. And everyone's being savage and tearing that up apart. And then someone decides, I think it was uh, Charlie, decides that Hurley should be the one to divvy up the food. And, of course, Hurley doesn't want to do it. Then Levy suggests that people should just take what they need. Oh, this dumb bitch. Which oh, Sawyer God. responds, great plan, Moonbeam. And after that, we can all sing Kumbaya and do trust falls. So, Daz, I come to you, man. Should the group appoint someone to manage the food? Or do you think that they could actually... Take just take what they need. The group should appoint someone to manage the food because some people are going to take more than others. It's going to be unfair. You want a checkout system? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why Sawyer can't do it. He's done so well with everything else. Well, they they just don't trust him. But I'm like, they don't trust him. But Hurley was a Hurley was not a, a good choice either because he's obviously. A big food. No. Well, here's the thing: if they, he doesn't want to do they it, they and... don't know that though. They just they just think that he did a good job. Isn't it a little it. obvious? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you want to no no no, Das. It's one of those things that even if he didn't do a good job, he did a good job because no one fought over it and the food was divvied out without issue. So even if he was stealing it, it didn't even matter because it maintained order. Well, I think instead of kind of, uh, I mean, Libby kind of did that, but I think Libby should have just said, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. I mean, there yeah, was well, a really why, where, where was she? Why didn't right? she step up? Well, she did. And she's like, well, I don't think Hurley should do it. You know, she tried to, she tried to divert it away from him, but the right move was to say, you know, Hurley's done enough. I can do it guys. Well, you I know, actually, I'm, I'm going to walk that back. Libby's first instinct was, well, why can't everyone just take what they need? She should not be in charge of anything. <laughs> Come on, Moonbeam. not handle that someone will just tell her what to do and will not handle. But like, look, man, I'm like, look, these people are, they're in a, they're animals. They've been in the jungle and you just dropped goldfish crackers in front of them. It's uh, a uh, um, Dharma oh, yeah. initiative it's, fish it's, crackers. It's just, it's just obvious that Hurley is a bad person. <laughs> it, it, do I, do I say to Charlie, Charlie, you look like the person to guard the heroin stash. Okay? <laughs> that is true. That is Why so true. Why would I go to Hurley? It's obvious <laughs> that Hurley is not the right person for this. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be insensitive. But no, it, it's very. For the same reason that you wouldn't give Charlie the heroin stash. Same, same reason you don't fucking trust a fox to watch the hen house, buddy. Like that's, you know. It... Right. Honestly, Rose is the one that should have done this. Cause you, she would, she'd be sassy enough about it that where people wouldn't uh, take more than they need. I, I don't know. I feel like you got a bunch of guns. You just put it in the vault with all the guns. 
and you've already got Ana Lucia and everyone else on guard with that shit locked up, it's pretty, pretty organized and you just divvy it up. Yeah. Again, it's one of those things that they're making problems for themselves where they really don't have to have them. Yeah, I agree. So, uh, then Hurley is sitting, uh, actually before that, uh, during the, the scene, during that scene where everyone's going all savage, Hurley sees someone walking through the forest and he kind of runs after him and he finds their shoe. So, all right, Jesse, um, we know that this is Dave. We find out that this is Dave, but is we've seen Christian shepherd on the Island. We've seen a horse on the Island. Is Dave polar bears, polar bears. Is Dave the same thing as Christian shepherd and the horse? I mean, Hurley actually physically touches the slipper or do you think that this is just all in his mind? And is is uh, Christian Shepherd all in Jack's mind? You think it's possible? I don't think we have enough uh, information yet to make definitive statements on Christian Shepherd or in this point in the episode for Dave. But um, well, if we take Christian Shepherd off the off the table because he's been in multiple episodes, I mean the horse. Do I do you think uh, you're and and I mean think back to to after the finale. Do you think the horse and Dave are the same thing? I do not. Okay. Uh, I think Dave is a figment of uh, Hurley's imagination. I don't think he's real. I mean that's interpretation, but uh, that's where I come down on Dave. Okay. I mean the difference is the horse was seen by multiple people and was confirmed to be there. Whereas Dave, from his very inception, spoiler alert, was a uh, you know a figment of Hurley's imagination from inside a psychiatric hospital. Yeah, I mean that was obvious to me. I mean, someone who's never seen it before, when I saw the scene where they're in the gym, I'm like, oh, this is total Fight Club because yeah, you had Fight Club flashbacks yeah. too during the basketball. Oh, totally, yeah. Right. I'm like, this is very one flew over the cuckoo's nest slash fight club. And Sixth Sense. It reminded me a lot of Sixth Sense. Wait, wait. I want to know something. How did you know that he wasn't real? Well, let's say, let's wait for that. I got, I got questions about that. So let's, let's wait. Let's hold off on Dave. Um, But anyway, so then Hurley is sitting on the beach holding the slipper when Libby shows up and she's proud of him. Keith, what are your thoughts on Lugo, Libby, whatever you want to call them? Liberally. Do you not love them? Yeah, I mean, obviously they're they're great, um, but caveat with yeah, at this point, who else are they going to hook up with, right? Why not? I mean, there's not too many other eligible people, so I mean, she I think it just kind of fits. I'm sure Charlie would have hooked up with that. The, you, yeah. you don't think Hurley has some charm or or you, you know anything endearing about him? He's literally just the only thing available. No, I'm just saying if they were off the island, I don't know if they would hook up. But on the island, yes, they. I don't know his, pers- seen- his personality and his charm, and, and and you know he's a fun guy, and I think that wins out because you're forced to be with someone day in and day out, where you meet someone I, 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 at a coffee shop and you don't get a chance to get to know someone like that. If late '90s, early 2000s sitcoms have taught me anything, it's that smoking hot broads always marry big fat idiots. Uh, if any big fat idiots are out there in the audience, you can write to We Have to Go Back. <laughs> my wife, why would they write it? I just, just told them why hey, smoking hot. My just, wife just is way more attractive than me. Everything offends everybody. 
We don't check our Twitter, so just message that for all your hate comments. By the way, my wife is way hotter than me, so I think at some point we were married in the early 2000s. Me too. There you go. Fucking TV did us a favor. (laughs) All right, so then back to the the first flashback. Uh, Hurley is meeting with a therapist, and he finds out that we find out that he's in a mental hospital. His mom put him there because of the accident. He mentioned uh, he mentioned Dave that he didn't do the assignment and that that Dave is the most normal person in this place. And then we see that Dave is playing basketball yet no one's passing to him. So Keith, so you said this is the part that you realized who Dave was. Well, yeah, because I mean, what the caveat of like when he was in the talking to the doctor and the doctor was like obviously like Dave is a problem and he was setting Dave up to be this really amazing person and then they go to the gym and he's talking to the people playing basketball and they're ignoring him they pass it over him to hurley and he's like oh yeah to pass it to the guy that's not even playing and nobody's responding to him granted you could look at it and say these are all people who are on medicine and they don't even know who they are yeah they wrote it so that it made sense that they wouldn't respond because they're drooling and they're you know right I've just I've just seen too many movies to I guess I just to me it just kind of spoke out. It By the way, very obvious. Yes, like, like instantly obvious that Dave was fake. <laughs> like I like I talk about getting old. Um, I I remember Dave in this episode, but it wasn't until this scene that I put it all together. I'm like, oh, Dave, like, and again, like. I mean, it's a pretty big part of this episode, and it just, I've forgotten well, all about it. And and caveat, when he was chasing him at the, the food episode, like, I'm still skeptical of, like, you know, the horse and, and um, Christopher and, and people in, on the island just showing up being actual real people. So, like, that was also in my thoughts of, like, this is why he doesn't exist as well. It Hurley was also in a mental institution, which generally... Uh, does not bode well for not having imaginary friends. That is true. All right. So then yeah, talk, uh, talk about uh, like weird wardrobe. Everybody's in sleepwear playing and Rose playing basketball. Like that just, yeah, that's that, good. Like, you know, it's like any athletic activity, like, come on. Like, the, would you rather the have them play in jeans? Yeah. yeah it's better than <laughs> yeah. running on a beach in jeans, I suppose. I, I'd rather play basketball in a bathrobe than run down can, a, like a, a, can, an island beach in jeans. Can we yeah. acknowledge, though, too, the, uh, the guys playing basketball and the scene where the guy, um, dribbles down and gets the goal and then lays the ball on the ground and starts playing defense immediately. Yeah. <laughs> that to great. me was hilarious. It was great. So it's a bit of a caricature of the mentally ill. You know? Yes. I, I feel like they were very much trying to imitate the basketball scene from one flew over the coop. Oh, absolutely. It's an absolutely. homage. I think you're right. It's an yeah, homage. Yeah, like it did you yeah. the whole episode <laughs> is an homage to that. Yeah. That yeah. Movie. Yeah, that even when they were escaping out the window, that was uh, instead of the Indian throwing it through the through the the the, the um yeah, right. the water fountain. Right. He just, yeah. he just, you know, I, yeah. I've never seen that movie, Dallas. Oh, it's a great movie. You should be yeah, in a movie is. club, Keith. Maybe uh, I should you can watch it. it. It's very <laughs> maybe, much worth maybe seeing. if I can get anybody to show up, I might, I might do that. that might, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then, so then we uh, we go back to the hatch, and Jack is tending to John's wounds. And uh, he says he has to stay off the leg for a couple weeks. Kate suggests uh, that there's a wheelchair that they found, which John just flat out refuses. So, Fuge, you think he should put his pride aside and use the wheelchair? Not unless he absolutely has to. So you're on his side. 
Should he? No, I don't think he should. I think he's going to. I, that's what I thought the question was. Oh, no. I mean, don't you? I mean, he's he's absolutely like, I am not sitting on that wheelchair. I'm over it. I just didn't know if you thought he should uh, suck it up. I, um, I mean, he's getting around fine on the crutches. Yeah, yeah, he does. Does. I mean, you know, if he was if he like couldn't get around, then, yeah, you should absolutely use the chair. But like, you know, he's got to keep his muscles up. He doesn't want to have I don't know. I get it. He doesn't want to go down again. He might never get back up. That is true. That is true. I think I, that's what it is. He's afraid that if he gets back in the chair, he won't get back out. Yeah. Like he he can't go. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. All right, so then the prisoner, uh, formerly known as Henry Gale, is being interrogated by Saeed. And he tells him that he was part of the search party. And uh, when they found him, the real Henry Gale was hanging out of the basket with a broken neck. And then Saeed reads a, reads a letter that he wrote to Jenny, his wife, on a $20 bill he found in his wallet. So Saeed starts asking him the question about the others. And then formerly Henry responds with, if I told you, if I told you about them, there's no idea what he'll do. Said keeps pushing and pushing him harder and harder. And, it, and all of a sudden he just flat out tries to shoot Henry when Anna Lucia kind of pushes his hand away and saves his life. So Keith, who do you think they're talking about? Who is Henry, formerly Henry talking about? Is there a leader? Is there someone else? Or is he just telling his tales? Um, he's probably talking about. Um, Mr. Friendly? No. Because um, he does point out do, Mr. Do we, Friendly is not the leader. No, the um, the guy. Um, I don't know. I'm just throwing out names of it. Do we we don't know the, the name of the guy that took Walt, do we? The name Mr. Guy? Friendly. Oh, is that Mr. Friendly? Friendly. Yeah, the guy. So the only ones we know right now are Mr. Friendly. We know Ethan and uh, good one. Yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah, I think those are the only three we know. And Henry, formerly the god of the island. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, there. John seems to think there's a god of the island. So you think that's who they're talking about? Yeah, I think it's the the um, the overpower the the um, the being of the island. That's well, what what, the god of the island. Did you just come up with that from this episode, or did you have an inkling of that? No, I mean, that, like, I think I said in past shows that, like, I always kind of felt like the island was, you know, when I talked about the island, it's going to eat people. It's not necessarily the physical ground going to do it. It's just, you know, I feel like there's some overwhelming presence of the island that is, that is, um, um, messing with the island, you mean? Well, it's just messing with everyone's minds and right, and, the will of the island. Right, but and, a, and that's a and that's sinister a, will or just a no, it's a supernatural power. So, do you think there's thing. someone running the island, or do you think it's just a special island? Because at one point, formerly Henry makes a comment that no one's ever going to find this island. I mean, no one knows where this island is. Yeah, it could either be it could either be a supernatural like being that's like out of the earth, or it could yes, be they- like. It says that God doesn't even know how long they've been there. Yeah. Yeah. It couldn't be the God, but it could be something. It could be the devil for all we know. Um, Or it could be like the, um, it could be like um, the wizard of Oz where you got some guy pulling strings in New York and this whole thing is all a a big farce. Yeah, that's, that is true. So, So. 
All right, so then back at the beach, we see Mr. Echo. He's building something uh, when Charlie brings him a pallet, and uh, he doesn't want to tell Charlie what he's building. So Where the fuck did he get a shipping pallet? From the from the food. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he see, did he say that? Okay, good. He didn't I say that, but I think we can assume that. Okay, I I yeah. did not connect those dots for some reason, and I, I thought like, it washed up, and I'm like, it's very dry to be washed. Yeah, up. it was in too yeah. good a condition to be like driftwood. No, but yes, yeah. from the airdrop makes yes. I'm mad at myself for not making that connect. All right, Daz, do you remember what Mr. Echo's building? Are you? I I, I thought so. Didn't he say it already? No, no. Yeah, he said it's Starbucks. Oh, no, <laughs> that's what Charlie suggested. Yeah, he said he's building a church. I thought. No, I don't think he ever said it. I'm almost positive he said I it. Thought he I said thought he said he wouldn't okay, tell. Well, Gunner, you seem to have some inkling as to. I just, I mean, I, I remember what he's building. I don't. He hasn't said it yet. Did has he just? Is, is it not a church? We'll find out. I swear he said it already. Now this is all. This is something different than. Uh, uh, Charlie was building because wasn't Charlie building something also? They weren't working together then. I think um, ch- I think uh, Charlie was building like no, wasn't Charlie? He was, he, Charlie was Charlie yeah, was Charlie, helping no, him build Charlie, a church. Yeah, Charlie was helping him build a church. Uh, Charlie, I think was building like shelves. He was Char- building like Charlie shelves helping, or something. I'm pretty sure Charlie was helping Echo build the church. And that's when they were talking before he went all crazy and tried to steal Claire's baby. That he was well, out with it, Gunner. What is he building? I I mean, what do you think, Jesse? I mean, he's building a church. <laughs> I mean, he's building yeah. a church. Well, it could. Be but they haven't. Way. They haven't officially said it yet. So I mean, why do you think he doesn't want to tell? I think he's embarrassed. I think he already said. He, yeah, I, I, see, we're we're on a different wavelength because you are anticipating something that is going to happen, but Future and I are remembering him saying that he was building. Yeah, like I, I explicitly remember him. Saying I, I, I don't built, remember it. Building all. a fuck. He's building a fucking church. Okay, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah we're done. Remembering the Next show. Like, yeah, yeah. From this isn't me remembering the show from like years ago. This is me remembering from like a few episodes back. When I swear he explicitly stated he was building a church. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> okay. and then I, then I don't see echo being like, uh, being like ashamed of building a church. Like this would be the one religious thing that is too far for him. I mean, no, I don't, I don't think that. Why is he all. being so coy about it? It's an underground it's, church. Yeah. It's, it's the mysterious it's echo. Like it's, it's what he does. Maybe he just doesn't want to be fucked with. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I, no one is messing with Echo. <laughs> I mean, no one is that dumb. Unless well, maybe like dumb, well, dumb yeah, enough to do that's it. True. All right. So then, uh, then Hurley's walking through the forest and he finds the Dharma fish crackers and he just starts going to town on those crackers when Dave yeah, shows like- up. Wow, that was tough to watch, actually. <laughs> so now Hurley claims, yeah, he, yeah or the, what's worse, that or the peanut butter? Yeah, yeah that the was, peanut butter. Okay, so gave me when I kill myself, the peanut butter the worst was moment in the show is was, the, like hands down the worst moment. In the yeah, I show. have I have notes on that. We'll talk about the peanut butter. Later. I have a question. So wait, 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 wait I'm traumatized. What what was a sadder moment to you guys? John Locke calling uh, the the hooker lady on the phone. 
or Hurley scraping the peanut butter off the dirt? They're they're on the same. <laughs> they're the same to you. They're not uh, that different. But I, peanut I, I, butter I, is worse. Peanut butter. I, is worse. I think he did think use a leaf to wipe. He wiped the butt of that planet. Wiped the peanut butter off with the what I assume everyone uses as toilet paper and eats it off of that. I assume it was at least a fresh leaf, but yeah. Well, yeah, it's not a dirty leaf. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, so. you, you don't know where the peanut butter ends and the leaf <laughs> contents begin. Okay, it's really pitiful. This is a really that sad. is true. So after Dave shows up. Hurley claims that he isn't real, which Dave responds by hitting him with a coconut. So, I mean, Dave, that, I just so that, what's going on with, with with Dave? I mean, hit him with a coconut. Is he imagining that he's getting hit with a coconut? Or is this a magical? I mean, it's a magical island. So, Jess, what the, what the heck's going on, man? Explain Dave to us. I just think his mind is making Dave real to him. So the coconut, you know, he filled it and then it goes from there. I mean, it's classic. That was classic fight club, right? Like whenever he thought he was fighting dirt and he was just beating up himself. So when he got wailed with the coconut, he might've just punched himself in the gut. Right. All right. All right. So then we go back to, (laughs) we go back to Hurley's flashback in the hospital and we see Leonard again. Everyone remember Leonard, right? Yes, with the numbers. You remember Leonard Keith? Yes, I do. He's the lottery guy. Yes, yes. The guy that uh, he talks to his wife and everything. Uh, And so this time, Dave is actually there sitting with them. And uh, Nurse Lazenby gives him his pills, which Dave tries to convince him not to take the kills and and escape with him. Of course, Dr. Brooks comes and takes the picture. So, Keith, right here, you said that in the basketball scene, you thought that that Dave was fake. Did this scene throw a wrench in your plan that he now that he's that no, Dr. Brooks is actually not. taking a picture and talking to Dave? No. Well, we we uh, we looked at uh, my wife and I were watching this and we paused it during the, the connect Four scene. And then we started talking. I was explaining to her about the Fight Club reference. And she was she went to the sixth sense like you did, Gunner. Cause she's never seen fight club and she's like, Oh yeah, it's totally like this. And she's, we're, we're talking about this and then I play it. And then I'm like, cause nobody's talking to this guy. And then of course the doctor talks to him and I'm like, well, maybe. And then he pulls out the camera and I was like, all right, this picture is going to prove it later. We just had to wait for it. Yeah. The picture was such an obvious, like, yes, this is going to be evidence that Dave is not there later moment you know okay okay by the way jess uh six cents my first week working at regal cinemas six cents what a first week there i can remember uh, i can remember the theaters i could tell you what was in almost all the theaters my first week six cents was in six i believe uh five was uh thomas crown affair I know number 10 was uh, Mickey Blue Eyes. Really? I remember this. My first week. This is, working this is not theater. useful information. It was to keep not. In your brain. <laughs> All right, but back to the time. island. Yeah, bro, you you need to do more drugs. You have to go do some mushrooms. On and blast <laughs> this information away. <laughs> so back to the island, and Sawyer is eating, quote, Dharma Initiative chocolate cream cookies fully hydrated. 
So first off, guys, uh, before we go, hydrogenated and, and hydrogenated. Second, like, well, first of all, again, these people are fucking on like dying island. Why is he throwing his mistwisted cookie? I in thought the same sand? thing. So before we get into this scene, Oreo or Hydrox? What do you guys think? Is anyone uh, Oreo? It, Hydrox is fucking trash cookie. <laughs> Hydrox sounds like a medicine. Hi, Hydrox was the unfortunate cookie that uh, Jewish kids had to eat because they were kosher when Oreos didn't used to be. But now and Oreos are me, kosher, I know. Now they are. And trust me, uh, they just made Oreos worse and Hydrox did not get any better. By the way, uh, the Hydrox factory is not too far from my house. I drove by it yesterday and I, I started smiling. because uh, Burn it to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Sawyer's trying to separate the sandwich when he breaks it and Hurley walks by and tells him he needs to twist it. And Sawyer, of course, calls him Deep Dish, another great Hurley name. And then Hurley cool. tells, I like that one. Hurley tells him he's a great, looking, great nickname. Yeah. It is. That's that's not even like that derogatory. He's like a big. The man looks like a deep dish pizza. I get that joke or that name. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Hurley walks by and tells him, you know, he, he's looking for something. And Sawyer points out that he has enough food to start a mini mart. And he wonders if Saeed needs a job, which was just, oh, man. Which was just <laughs> hilarious. I don't know what's better. Uh, the, his Saeed joke or calling him deep dish. Uh, man, in this episode, Sawyer shows up and he's throwing 120 mile an hour just from the beginning. Yeah, like the hey, whole episode. Every time he episode. shows up. The side joke was very under the radar. Too. It was. He really, it was. really slipped that one in. Like, it was. Hey. And this is why we love Sawyer, I think. So anyway, uh, so then Hurley tells joke. him. I mean, our, the, objectively, that's a great joke. It is. It is. <laughs> so Hurley tells him he needs some medication because he's seeing a bald guy in a bathrobe, which, hurt, which Sawyer responds, like that guy over there. And Hurley turns around, and it's not him, but... We see a girl with curly hair wearing a blue shirt. Does is this the return of sexy blue shirt girl? Uh, you know, I want to take a picture of you and sexy blue shirt girl sitting next to each other and show you that <laughs> she doesn't really exist. So yeah, we, right. We we see the fight, and by the way, they do show a second shot of her, and it's not uh, Faith Faye. But during the fight, Hurley's just. Reeling back all the nicknames, Baybar, Java, Stay Puffed, uh, Lardo, Kong, Deep Dish. So that was a great scene. But no, I do not uh, think Hurley that. can really fight, huh? He can <laughs> well, he's a down. big dude. I, I mean, Hurley was, it was very, it was a very funny fight scene, right? Because they, they, they very over dramatized him being just like a fucking like wildebeest gorilla, right? It's like, <laughs> like Sawyer's not in bad shape, you know, like this guy well, no, no, looks like dude, he's they, a con man. He's probably been in the yeah, well, they, 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 they made it so comedic with like the tarp hiding him and he's like popping out the side and getting like completely sucked back in and buried again. Like they, they really like, it was a cartoon level. Fight. I mean, it was a Christmas story all over again when he's beating up uh, the guy with the yellow eyes. Of course, Jesse, the, the guy with the yellow eyes from Christmas story. What is his next biggest role he ever did? I, I have no idea. I, I don't know the Christmas story that well. Yeah, I never saw it. He is the roadie from Almost Famous, Red Dog or whatever his name is. 
Oh, really? That okay, is the kid from a Christmas story. He's been in Lost. You didn't go there? <laughs> that guy was in Lost? Red Dog? Yeah. Jack's best man in that, that one episode. You're you right. Remember? That was Red Dog. <laughs> See, you get yeah. old and you forget things. Yeah. Man, man, man. All right. So then next we go to Kate and she's kind of making fun of Sawyer. And he says, don't you have an adventure to go on? I think Timmy fell down the well again. Sawyer is in fuego in this episode. Uh, he tells her uh, that he's uh then we see Hurley packing up and Libby goes to talk to him and he tells him that he's going to the caves because no one lives there anymore. And he's going to live like one of those weird naked people and throw his quote duty. Jesse, why is no one living at the caves anymore? Uh, I think it's a really terrible set and they just didn't want to have anybody there. You know, it just didn't translate well to being filmed. I, I don't know. I totally agree. I think that's it. It's not a pretty, scene but they had all that yeah. fresh water they i don't know that i would leave in oahu these beautiful right. pr- like breathtaking I mean, it's literally nothing to do with the plot or the story it's literally they just didn't want to hang out there yeah if you spend the expense to go film in hawaii you don't go indoors like you, you go outdoors you know yeah you're not hanging out in the cave but you're, we you're, still you're, want to know who adam and eve are at least i want to know who's that the, the people buried at the cave. You know you're messing with me. I know you're messing with me. <laughs> All right. So then uh, as he's walking uh, through the forest, his bag breaks. And now he's eating the peanut butter with the leaf. So, Fuch, I wrote this question for you. Is this when Hurley hits rock bottom? It's, it's down there. I... <sighs> If I don't know. If have- hadn't shown up, he was going to start rubbing it all over his body. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, I know it was going to happen. I was really hoping that before Dave showed up, he'd have like the moment where he was like, oh God, I have to stop. Like, you know, he got the taste of the peanut butter in his mouth. So he got that like that little cheat, you know, and now he's like, okay, like, no, I like, look at me. Like, what am I doing? Like, I can't do this. Like, uh, um, yeah, get- like, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, getting a little into some porn and you're like, you finally finished and you're like, Oh, what the fuck was I watching? Like, Oh, I'm gross. Yuck. <laughs> I mean, the only thing we were missing was Vincent coming out of the forest and licking it off his face. <laughs> uh, hopefully just his face. You know, <laughs> if he had that all over him, you know, that is true. So, all right. So then back to the flashback and Hurley is reading off things that he loves about himself, including the fact that he likes the fact that he likes chicken, which was awesome. And then the doc mentions that he doesn't mention his appearance. And then they start talking about the deck collapsing when he stood on it. And the doc then shows him the photo of Dave and that there's no Dave in the photo. Then we go to her here, man. But then we go to yeah, Dave's not here. Nice, <laughs> thank you. I, I, I got it. The greatest saving that one for a while. The greatest, greatest Cheech and Chong ever. <laughs> anyway, so then I, did, uh, I hey Gunner, 
Yeah. I am glad, though, that they didn't hinge the whole episode on this reveal. I'm glad it came halfway in the episode just to like so they, they knew that it wasn't going to like, you know, be like, oh, this crazy moment that they didn't like pin all the hopes on that. So I'm glad that they just get that out of the way. Yeah. So Dave figured out everyone was figuring it out pretty early on. Like, yeah. So Dave even pointed out, he said that uh, that the doctor photoshopped him out. So Keith did that throw a curveball your way or are you still a hundred percent at this point in the show that Dave is not real? Yeah, no, I'm, I am, I am a hundred percent saying that Dave is, is part of his imagination. So Darleton can do nothing to trick you. You have at outsmarted point, they, the they great Darleton. Made Dave real and just to throw a loop, fucking loop in there, right? Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, man, well, we'll get to it later. That would have been, that would have been really true. I, I would have been more been like shocked if when Dave wound up being like a real guy and the doctor actually was screwing with her. <laughs> yeah. Like on a bat or something. Like not even like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, doctor was, the doctor should not have been real. Yeah, the, yeah, that the would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. See, never would have saw it coming. Never. That would have really flipped this out. But see, they, see, there's there's so many clues that Dave's not real. I mean, he's taking an antipsychotic and he's in a mental institution. Yeah, and Dave was also one. one. Dave is the only guy that didn't get pills when they were getting handed out. Right. Right. And then and Dave shows on shows up on the island. Right. Yeah. And and, and he's trying to get him not to take the pills and he's trying to get him to eat every second he can. So Yeah, he's he's clearly like a manifestation of Hurley's like worst impulses, right? Right. Yeah. All right. So, so then yeah, after again, if, if he was a real guy, what a twist. <laughs> yeah, <they're right. laughs> so then and after a real guy on the island too <laughs> yeah I will, really hey, there. but i, I will <laughs> say got there i will say really crazy i do feel there was a twist at the end of the episode yeah we're going to talk about that i i have yes i'll say about that so then after hurley doesn't go with dave we go back to the island and then dave shows up and tells them that he never left the hospital that he's still there in a coma and all this is happening in his head Dave takes Hurley to a cliff and tells him he needs to jump off and he'll wake up. Keith, do you think that this could all be in Hurley's head? The whole island, everything? No, absolutely not. This is just what happens to crazy people. And and, and unfortunately, when people do commit suicide, I feel like this is the kind of thing that they think about. And this is what leads people to do unfortunate things and i can totally all it does is validate the fact that it's something that he's um you know schizophrenic or um you know that he's just it's all in his mind disturbed yes so um i don't know man like even knowing what i know how the show ends it could all be in hurley's mind it wouldn't surprise me there's just you know that would remind me of this uh, show. It was like a Bob Newhart show. You say some uh, fucking autistic kids just going to be shaking a snow globe, and that's how your series uh, series is going to end. You yeah. know what? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. The Bob crossed- Newhart show ended with him waking up from another Bob Newhart show, and what? he's like, "Oh, that all that, I just had this crazy dream that I was in this alternate universe or something like that." Didn't they do the Roseanne show where Dan like? Three seasons was him like in a coma after having a heart attack or something. Yeah, the last season like was a dream or whatever. Yeah. It was like that's when they won the lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. they ended the show and it was just. So, so there is coma. precedence for this. There so are. they should bring Roseanne back and say the last two years were a dream. 
No, they tried bringing Roseanne back, and she got all racist. Remember? <laughs> I do. I know. That's why I think they should bring her back. That's what oh, you that's said. Why, oh, yeah. So you're yeah. okay. Bring her back so, now. Really? Ba- was anyone surprised by Roseanne Barr's behavior? No, not at all. Not at all. Was, was anyone surprised by Roseanne? I was not surprised by Roseanne's behavior whatsoever. Did any? Did anyone else get uh, uh, Vanilla Sky vibes? Or Abre Los Ojos vibes from that scene at where he jumped because that's what happened at the end of you guys all saw Vanilla Sky, right? Yeah, yeah, a long time ago. It's twenty years. Yeah, ago. I remember it. Where that's the thing. If he jumped off the building, he would wake up. But you were asking oh, me, Gunner, if if I thought the entire show could be in in um, Hurley's mind, and I did think about that only because everybody hated the ending, and I don't know what the ending is. That everybody hates. But at that moment, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it could all be in Hurley's mind. And everybody was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. So people who hate the ending did not. Not everyone hated the ending. Besides future, no one hated the ending. No, it's controversial. It's it's got mixed. It's got mixed. I stand 100 percent by the people that hated the finale were the people that stopped watching the show and just came back to watch the finale without the last like two or three years as information. It was polarized. I thought it was one of the greatest finales of all time. Some people are in between. So what happens, Keith, is all of the. It's all a dream. Like dream. Three years of podcasting here. So what happens is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is our right. last episode. Good night. But wait, how do you? But, 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 but wait, wait, wait. Here's one thing that really tripped me out about this episode. That what convinced me that this was possible that he was dreaming all of this was the numbers. Yes, I, you know that would explain the numbers if this was all in Hurley's mind. And he was still at the mental institution and he was dreaming all of this up. That would explain the numbers. Why does the why do the numbers keep recurring in these pivotal moments of his life? Because he's having some crazy, very deep psychosis where he's hallucinating all of this. He he creates his own reality. First, he manifests a man as a friend. And then he's able later to manifest this whole universe. Jesse, well, let me ask you, knowing how this show ends, I mean, is could don't you think it could be possible that it's all in Hurley's head? Think about the ending. I mean, if it's possible, I mean, anything is possible. But I also think that the most prevalent theory that everyone had for why this show was so crazy was that they all died in the plane crash. And this was like uh, that. None of this was real. That was the biggest theory. And then I just think that the writers start using that with it, and and then like you know fucking with the audience throughout the show. Like you'll see this come up a few times. To like, is this really happening? Like, so that's what I think is actually happening. Is that they're just they're putting these kind of like things in there so that people can be like, oh, that's it. That's what's going on. All right. Good call. All right, so then we go back to the hatch. John is talking to the prison prisoner formerly known as Henry, and John asks his name, and he requests to be called Henry, so I guess we're back to calling him Henry. He tells John that this place was a joke, that uh, he told him that he never put the numbers in on the computer, and it just flipped back to the 108-second mark. Keith, is Henry Gale telling the truth? Did he really not put the numbers in? 
I don't believe anything Henry says. So you think he did put the numbers in? Um, the only reason I think that maybe he didn't put the numbers in is because he referenced the um, the red um, characters, and we saw that in one of the episodes, right? Yeah. So, right. but part of me just thinks back to what I said before that the entire pushing the buttons is all part of like them just trying to see if a rat will do something if they tell it to do something every time. So do you think, so I guess I do kind of believe that he's telling the truth, but I still don't trust him. Do you think Henry knows what happens if the buttons don't get pushed before the, before that scene in the, do you think Henry Gale knew going into that? Oh, here's where that computer is. If it doesn't happen, this is what happens. Do you think? Henry yeah, probably, knows? probably. Yeah. Because if he didn't, then any other human that doesn't know and, and someone else says, if you don't do that, something bad's going to happen. They're more than likely going to do it. Right. Unless uh, they are, unless they're already aware that there's. And you nothing. think, you think Henry is part of the Dharma initiative? Or no, no, I don't know if he's part of the Dharma initiative, but I guess he could be now that you say that that's not something that crossed my mind. But you think the Dharma Initiative are the ones running this this experiment, as we'll call yes, it? Yes, 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 exactly. He could have just learned that nothing happened from trial and error. I mean, being there, I mean, okay. that that hatch didn't exist. I mean, it existed before they found it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, Desmond was in it. It was locked. I mean, but at the same time, they could have, I don't know. Well, that's true. I mean, I he could have went out. He could have went out to the beach and had a beach day, and they got in there. I don't know, but the, I know it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. Beach day. It doesn't make any sense. Future, I know, but neither does the show. <laughs> All right. So then Libby finds Hurley, and he tells her that she doesn't. But I was going to ask Doss. You were going to say something. What were you going to say earlier? Well, I, you know, I was what you were saying reminded me of that scene from a couple episodes ago. Maybe it was even last episode where. It was, it, was, it was the last episode. It was lockdown where John Locke is out there messing with the speaker and, you know, the the, the numbers are closing in. You know, the, 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 the ticking time bomb is closing in and Henry Gale in the cell looks really scared. He, it looks like he knows what's happening or he's afraid of what's going to happen if the if, if the numbers go down to zero. The count, the count, you know, the counter. So do you, do you think that, I mean, do we think that the, the lockdown has to do with the food drop? Yeah, I think so. At the time, but not the count, but not the countdown. I think they're separate. So then, I mean, if pushing this numbers are such a big deal, why would they do something that would make it impossible to possibly impossible to push? No, if you're taking a shit and all of a sudden the lockdown happens and not pushing the button destroys the Island. I mean, everyone's going to be dead because you ate some bad ranch dressing, Dharma initiative ranch dressing. Okay. So that's that's why there's two people and they Uh know the timing and the, you know, I mean, they feel precautions into this there's not supposed to be one person there. that is true if there's a lockdown and you're uh, you're stuck outside of the hatch during the lockdown you might not be able to get back in and get food so there would have to be a drop well i was more thinking like you're the because the the room with the computer was locked out 
you couldn't go in that room. Right. So if, if, if there were two people and the person that was not locked down was at the computer, they would see the, they could see the drop. So you think that that noise that first happened that "Eh, eh," before the, before the lockdown, that was the sign to go in the computer room and then you'd be locked in that computer room. Yeah, I mean that might have been a warning, like, "Hey, we're about uh, to." It, it sounded like they they got something that malfunctioned, like the speakers weren't working. Like they were. Yeah, but it might have it might have came across and said, "Hey, we um, lockdown initiating in five seconds." Kind of indicator, right? I think they're right. just telling you pinch that loaf and get in that computer room before. Yeah, like drop imminent, like uh-huh. lockdown imminent, or whatever you know. Yeah. All right, so then yeah, let I me think that, like, with Desmond, like if like being part of the if you're part of the uh, Dharma initiative, like you shouldn't have that schedule. You should know when it's coming, you know, because they're sent, they're dropping it for you. So like, I don't think it would really kind of catch you unaware, you know? Oh, that's true. I didn't think of that. So, all right. So then Libby finds Hurley and he tells her that she doesn't want him to wake up. He tells him that he killed two people and an imaginary friend. He points out that no one like her would ever like someone like him. He points out that she looked familiar and it's because he made her up. She tells him the story about Donald, who she buried his body and that he doesn't know him because that happened to her. And then she starts kissing him to point out that it's real. And then we go back to the flashback and we see the doctor taking the picture of him again. And who the F is in that hospital room? Libby. So Keith, does having Libby in that hospital make the theory that it's all in his head more or less likely? I don't think it makes it more or less likely. I just think it makes it like a typical scenario where people are cross their stories are cross pollinating. I'm really just trying to get you to go down. That's all in his head. No, I think you're not taking my bait. No, I'm not. You're not as dumb. As I was hoping you are. <laughs> you have outfoxed me, my friend. <laughs> Victory is yours. I'll get you next time. Hey, Libby kissing him is not even really convincing, is it? Fucking Dave hucked him in the gut with a coconut. <laughs> that is true. Felt so, that. Surely a, a kiss is less painful, easier to. So what do you think when you saw Libby, Keith? Were you surprised? Yeah, obviously, I, I didn't expect her to be. Uh, although they did mention again, I thought you looked familiar, and I was wondering where he might have saw her from. And they answered that question. Um, now, do I learn more about this part of the story as we go on, and why she's there, or is that just a flashback? I got to wait another season to find out about. In four years. Yeah, just uh, yeah, park those questions. Uh, but do you? Th- <laughs> Do you think Libby remembers Hurley? Do you, or what do you think? Well, how could you way? not remember Hurley? He looks exactly the same. He's kind of hard not he to. He does sort of stick out of in a crowd. She, yeah, but she seems to be heavily medicated. Like there's something going on. Yeah, with her. bro. Like I mean, she's she, like, yeah, she's in a fog. She might not remember anyone from. But doesn't she say he stepped on her foot on the airplane, and that's how she knew him? I think well, she. Yeah, I think she recognized him on the plane. Actually. No, what it is, she she's actually, it goes back to my episode last week. She's a recruit from the Dharma Initiative, and she was in there trying to find people to put on the island. And oh, so shit. He, she's, he got it. He got it, Gunner. She, she's not even 
medicated. I guess there's no reason to yeah. watch the finale. <laughs> Keith figured it out. Yep. <laughs> Just shut it down. <laughs> Well, guys, this is the point in the show where we say goodbye to those we lost. I think the big loss is Dave. I mean, we could say Dave's dead, right? Dave. I was going to say the peanut butter. Was the, the that peanut butter. butter. Or, the, or, the, or the ranch dressing. Or Hurley's dignity. Or those fucking <laughs> fish crackers. Fish crackers, yes. Those fish crackers got fucking murdered. Or his Hydrox cookie. His Technically, Dave may not be dead. He just went in the water. That is true. <laughs> we can also say that... Uh, <laughs> like a fucking six-story cliff dive. <laughs> <laughs> we can also say Henry Gale is officially dead because we heard but, the story of Henry Gale, kind of. But future, are you really dead if you never existed? Uh, Sure. And Jenny Gale. Alive, therefore, you are dead. So wait, did we find out what happened to Jenny Gale, his wife? Is she still in the island? I looked her up on uh, Lostpedia, and she didn't have an entry. Wait, was she? There's no, there's no evidence that this person actually exists. Well, there is. He found the letter to uh, Saeed. Find the letter in his wallet that he wrote to her. I don't. Oh think God, you're right. Wallet. But but yeah. but but she's not on the island. Yeah, yeah I don't think she was in the balloon. Oh, you don't think right. so? He, no, it was you like know, why writing, is he writing back a letter home? to. Yeah, yeah, that that letter oh. was. Like, he's writing a letter to her in the event that he's found. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, she's back home somewhere. Wow. Whatever. Yeah. How many times have you watched this show, Gunner? Why? Yeah, I guess. You there is no Jenny Gale in the official Lost Encyclopedia. All right. I think that's it. Any other deaths? The two dead people. Uh, the two yeah, the you Hurley killed some people. Oh yeah, the yeah. the people on the. In fact, at first I forgot that, I forgot that uh, the accident was this. I thought this was all the bad luck he had after winning the lottery. Oh, I no, thought I really that's heard. what he was in there for. And then I realized, oh, this is before that because Leonard's here. Yeah, yeah. he's a murderer. He murdered our hearts. He murdered them people. So, all right, guys. That is episode 17. 18, Dave. Damn, we're so close. Next week, I, I don't I don't even know if I want to tell you. All I'm gonna say is sexy, sexy, sexy time next week. Ooh, is Blue Shirt Girl coming back? Maybe. Or maybe someone even sexier. Um, Gunner got himself a five-gallon tub of Dharma Initiative Ranch. And he's <laughs> just going to dump it all over himself. Fucking uh, dance style. How else do you think he met his wife? Exactly. <laughs> so next week is a good one called SOS. And then essentially the build-up to the finale, man. Six Yay. episodes, right? Left this season? Yep. No, one two oh yeah three four five and six the finale two part i forgot that question mark is an episode <laughs> so and one clip show the last clip show of the season all right so I'm excited jesse when does, many, when does people... the uh lost in uh 
in uh, eight twelve start. That's after season three, right? That's before season four. Yeah, uh, after season three, I think. Because we still haven't seen Mister Friendly throw like a girl yet. That I can't wait for you guys to see that. It's one of my favorite things. I've watched that thing a thousand times. They essentially before the fourth season, they made a uh, a catch up on Lost. Eight minutes and twelve seconds for Oceanic eight or thirteen. Eight thirteen. Eight. 815. 815. Man, whoo, I'm getting old. So it was eight minutes and 15 seconds clip of everything you need to know about Lost. And it's just rapid. And it's this girl narrating it. It's just rapid, really fast. You know, and they show a bunch of clips. And then they redid it at least one time, maybe two other times for the last couple seasons. But still, that's where we get the line Mr. Friendly throws like a girl. So I can't wait to see that. But we got to wait a whole nother season. So, but this season almost over, guys. Almost. So, any final thoughts about Dave, either either the person or the episode? I enjoyed his character. I mean, I thought it was somewhat entertaining compared to some of the snooze fests we've had lately. And Jesse, you don't like this episode? Or you just don't like it it's as not, far as Hurley episodes go? I mean, it's not my favorite episode. Uh it's I think it's far down on the list of Hurley episodes as well. Uh, but yeah, it, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't hit that well. I don't think. I mean, it's fun. There's a lot of expository, but like nothing really happens. Mm-hmm. I just love the Hibby and the Hibby, the Lugo. I love this. My favorite couple on the Island. I just, what was the joke? There was a Charlie joke. Um, when he was, um, building the, I guess, so-called so church that we're talking about future. Um, there was uh, some joke he said to um, Echo. I can't remember what it was, but my wife and I just laughed out loud, and I never laughed out loud to a Charlie comment before. Do, do y'all remember what it was? No, I don't. No. We all tune out, Charlie, apparently. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was pretty funny. Well, if you guys are listening and you know what it was, then you can laugh with me. We will do that. Do you have a clue? No, I don't. We're going to have to rewatch it. Well, guys, thank you for spending the time with us. Next week, another great one. A great one. SOS. And we will see you guys in time. Love you guys. Wideopenmic.net for all our stuff. We have to go back.net. Also, see you next week. Love you. Peace!